Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Boring. Baseball's not boring to me. Baseball is not boring. It's not boring on a podcast, and it's damn sure not boring on the radio. And either way, it's streaming on the Odyssey app. It's Radio B.I.B. on W.E.E.I. All right, let's go. Let's go. It's time to talk some baseball. It's been a great week, W.E.I., with all this baseball talk because the Greg Hill Show came on down. Came on down to exactly where I'm sitting, or maybe a couple booths over here at JetBlue Park. I'm Rob Bradford, as I just said. This is the Baseball Isn't Boring on the radio. You may also know Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. I implore you right now, if you do nothing else today, to go subscribe, rate, review. The Baseball Isn't Boring podcast is every single day, and it's all baseball, and it's all interviews. I just told my 90-year-old dad, I said, Dad, I know you see the clips you, you, you're on the social media because somebody shows it to you. But please listen to the podcast. And he's figuring it out. Slowly he's figuring it out. And here's what I said to him. It is the easiest thing to do. And I am going to do everybody a favor right now for all the listening audience. You can do this for any podcast. But most importantly, do it for the Baseball is Boring podcast. And that is to subscribe. Because what happens is that the podcast is up by 8 a.m. every single day. Then boom. If you subscribe, it's on your phone. Dad, all you do is you hit play. There you go. And you get to hear things like Xander Bogarts, as he was on this week, Mike Hazen, James Paxton, and people like Craig Breslow, which I'm going to play for you a little bit later in this hour. We're going to be with you all the way up until game time, game time being first pitch, Will Fleming and Hall of Famer Joe Castiglione. It's not only a great day because Will Fleming and Joe Castiglione are in the booth, for this great game of the Red Sox against the Washington Nationals. And by the way, for those people who love baseball who follow baseball and know anything about the Washington Nationals, this is a good game to listen to. It is. First of all, second overall pick in the draft is playing from last year, Dylan Cruz. 
Josiah Gray, an all-star for the National, he is starting pitching. And Brian Bayo starting for the Red Sox. So you have a lot of good things going on. But most importantly, it's Joe Castiglione's birthday. I don't know how old he is. People ask me, how old is Joe? I don't know. I guess it would be on his Wikipedia page. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is this. It's his birthday. It's going to be a great day for baseball. There's a few clouds in the sky, but that's okay. The wind's blowing out. It is just an awesome, awesome time to talk about baseball, and that's what we're going to be doing all the way up until the hour. Like I said, it was great. I didn't get a chance to catch up with the guys, the Greg Hill or the guys, the young woman, Courtney Cox, in the the booth here at JetBlue Park. They came down to Fort Myers, as they do, as we do almost every year, to talk to the Red Sox players, sort of like a launching pad for the Red Sox conversation heading into the year, and they get a chance to meet these people in person. And what happens is that they get seduced by it. That, that's, that always happened. You know, I, I get it. I understand the show's talking about the NFL draft. I understand the show's talking about all the Patriots, the Dynasty documentary. It's all good. It's all good. And, and so the baseball, they leave that to me. They leave that to me. They leave that to the broadcast. Baseball's and boring. We're going to be doing this every single Saturday starting in a couple of weeks. But they leave that to me, and that's fine. But there is that moment where the morning show, whatever iteration of the morning show comes down, and they talk to the players, and then they leave, and they're like, oh, oh, wait, what? I'm seduced. I am seduced by what is going on. Perhaps that they actually could be good. Oh, my goodness, Tristan Casas has a good personality. Oh, my goodness, I am buying what Alex Cora is selling. All of that. And they come down here, and their minds are changed. They are seduced by being down here. So the question is to everybody, 617-779-7937, are you seduced by the Red Sox? Things that I didn't think I would say when I woke up this morning. Are you seduced, seduced by the Red Sox? and Red Sox are a very odd combo in a sentence, Brad. The, the Red Sox are maybe the least sexy team. In baseball right now. Although Joe Brave remains Joe Brave and behind the glass. Always good to hear from you. Um, Joe, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, I've been to a lot of camps now. I just came back from Arizona. And there are some teams, and the Minnesota Twins are right down the street. I'm going to say this. I think the Minnesota Twins are, are less sexy than the Red Sox. I'm going to say it. I don't, know if they're, they're, I don't think the Red Sox are better than the Minnesota Twins, but they're less sexy. I walk in there, I'm like, who are these guys? I mean, you have Christian Vasquez, you have Pablo Lopez. But yeah, where's the flair? Where's the personality? Where's the flair? So I will say this conversely, Joe Braverman, you know what clubhouse I did saunter into in the last few days? Holy mackerel, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, boy. In, uh, yeah, I walked in. You talk about polar opposite. First of all, the crowds there are inc- incredible, insane, but also – the polar opposite of what is happening, let's just be honest, as much as we may be seduced after the Greg Hill show came down here, it is still nowhere near of what's happening at Camelback Ranch in Arizona with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I walked into there, Joe, the day that Shohei Atani announced on Instagram that he was getting married. I mean, um, I haven't seen a media contingent like that since 2007 when Daisuke showed up. It was nuts. And obviously, you have all these stars with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Yamamoto, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, you know him as the guy the Red Sox thought they might get, but then they didn't get. 
He his locker is right next to Otani. This guy is is a three hundred million plus dollar pitcher. This guy is twenty five years old. This guy is supposed to be the next biggest thing that we've seen in a long, long time. And it was like he didn't exist. It's it's all Otani. It's all Otani. So my point with the Red Sox is we do, we just don't have that. I mean that's that that's just how it is. Okay, it's just how it is. But that's okay. I like the fact when the Greg Hill crew uh, comes down here and they get to meet these guys and say, oh, okay, I get it, okay. Now, that'll probably disappear in the next couple of weeks, and that's fine. But being around this team, you, they had on Tristan Casas. Great personality, and it's been well documented how good he was in the second half. You have Brian Bayo pitching today. There are some things that can potentially work. The problem with this team, as we know, is that – Whenever you deal with a lot of maybes, that's where you get in trouble. And one of the things that Craig Breslow said on the Greg Hill Show, I thought that was pretty interesting, and I talked to him about this morning. And that was how he viewed his team, in particular his starting pitchers. Because he, he said something in passing about when you get to see... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. These, in per- these players in person, you view them a little bit differently. And I'm like, wait a second. Does he actually think that these guys are better than he thought they were like a month ago? I mean, that happens. You have all the analytics, you have all the spreadsheets, you have all this stuff, and then you get to see him in person, and you're like, talk about being seduced. There it is. So the Greg Hill Show, they aren't alone. Greg Breslow, he got down here, and maybe he's viewing the starting pitching in a different way. He walked now, into the bedroom and saw a really sexy outfit on. Exactly. And all you do is you hear about what's behind the door before, you, you get all the analytics of what's behind the door, and then you walk through the door, Joe. There's the lingerie. All right, that's a terrible analogy, but you, I'm going to blame you. So this is one of the things that is interesting to me is that how he views the likes of Giolito, Pavetta, Bayo, Whitlock, Hauk, Cutter Crawford, these guys, Josh Rinkowski. Is he viewing this in a way that doesn't make, doesn't make him 
So even if they could or would go after a Jordan Montgomery, so desperate to do that. Now, the Jordan Montgomery thing, status quo. Status quo right now. No movement right now. We had Cody Bellinger come off the board. Last night, we had Matt Chapman come off the board. Three, both three years with two, two opt-outs. That is not trending well to the Boris clients. Why? Because they turned down huge extensions. I think that uh, Chapman turned down an extension for $160 million for the Toronto Blue Jays. Bellinger, from what I understand, was like $200 million extension he turned down with the Cubs before. He gets $80 million. So how this is trending, yes, it's trending toward Jordan Montgomery. Here, step on down. Here's the next guy for the three-year deal with two opt-outs. Maybe that's the case. I don't think that's the case with Snell. I think Snell's a little bit differently. But Jordan Montgomery, maybe that's what it is. But you have to ask the question, if, if Craig Breslow gets down here and he sees these guys and he looks at these guys and he knows pitching, this is what we know, he knows pitching. And he's like, okay, maybe we don't have to be desperate for Jordan Montgomery. Not that they seem like they were desperate for Jordan Montgomery anyway. But does, if the number drops down, do that three years with two opt-outs. Do you go after? Do they feel like that is worth to go after it? I don't know. I don't know. But I heard that soundbite from Craig Breslow, and th- that made me want to talk to him today about it. Because So that's what we did. That's what we do at Baseball Isn't Boring. We don't just sit there. We get Yeah, sure, we talk about stuff, but we want to go right to the source. Is this like you talk, Otani? People are talking about Otani. What do we do? I fly to Arizona. I fly to Arizona to actually see Otani. I not only do that, Jemai Webster, who's sitting two feet away from me, I not only do that, but I go and stay at one of his teammates' house. I said, okay, you went golfing with Yamamoto Joe Kelly. What was that like? Tell me a little bit about Yamamoto. That's what we do here. All right, 617-779-7937. Hopefully we can have Jemai Webster get his face out of that food that he just put in front of him and, and pop on over. Okay, that's what we have. We have a cavalcade of stars at spring training. That's how this works. At Arizona, like I said, I went to Arizona. It was, it was nuts. I walk around the corner, and there's Dustin Bedroy yapping away. And the next thing you know, Eduardo Rodriguez comes, comes out, and he's yapping to him. And the next thing we go up to the concourse, and there's Johnny Gomes. I mean, it's like that's what spring training is all about. You turn the corner, and there is somebody important. In this case, I turn the corner, and there was Jemai Webster. Oh, my goodness. Look at him dig into that lamb. How's that taste? That's good? good? Oh, look at that. Yeah, so turn down your TV, turn up your radio, listen to the Red Sox broadcast, if nothing else. And I think Jemai would, would go along with this as well. It's Joe Castiglione's birthday. I mean, come on. Can we just all give Joe the ultimate birthday present and let him soak in the greatest gift of all, which is hearing him broadcast a game? Yes, you can do that. And that's coming up at 1 o'clock. We got a lot going on here, though. Like I said, 617-779-7937. I see you all lined up. We're going to get to the calls, but we got to take a quick break. But also, I do want to play that conversation. It was about six minutes with Craig Breslow. So I talked to him about how he currently views these pitchers, and one of the guys, he singles out a guy that you're going to be interested in who might make the team. He singles them out. You're going to find this interesting. And on top of it, I'm the only one who's going to get reaction to you from Craig Breslow about the Von Grissom news. In case you missed it, Von Grissom probably not going to be ready for opening day. Von Grissom, the guy that they were targeting as the starting second baseman, has a groin injury. 
Alex Cora said today, probably not going to be ready for opening day. He was supposed to play tomorrow off of that hamstring injury. Now he's out again with this groin injury. I talked to Craig Breslow about how he views that, how he views potentially going out and getting help. And spoiler, it probably is not going to change anything. Emmanuel Valdez, you're the big winner of this whole situation. All right. 617-779-7937. This is the Baseballs and Boring Show. I'm Rob Bradford, Joe Braverman behind the glass. And the aforementioned Joe Braverman, he's going to trend right now. You and I have both lived through a different world of the Red Sox. Yeah, it's like, this is, <laughs> this is not it, you know? And... No, I'm not. I'm not talking bad about that. I'm not. I'm not bashing on it. No, it's just when I was there, it's like we're going after like the big guys, you know, and like we always want to get big guys to improve the squad and 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 always be there in the end. Like even if a guy doesn't end up signing, you know, but they're always kind of like the team that's always in on on the, the big guys, you know. And I feel like I mean maybe last year they didn't do that, and maybe this year so far mm. there's still time. Yeah. If only you had a, an agent to tell there's you still the time. There's still time. Yeah. So they can still do some moves, bro. Alright, that's the type of stuff you get on the baseball support podcast. Right, Jemai? Screaming from the mouth. Come here, Jemai. Come here. This is Jemai Webster, Nesson. He's right here. Jemai, uh, first of all, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Uh, it's a great day for baseball because this is not a boring game, so I can tell you that. All right, Jemai Webster's getting ready for the broadcast. He's going up against radio, which radio always wins. We know that. Uh, you yeah, Bradford, that? you said to tune into ours, but you're right. also supporting Jemai. You can't be I, on the I, fence. I, I'm supporting Jemai because I feel bad because no one's going to watch him today. So it's it's everyone's going to be listening to Joe because it's Joe's birthday. But Jemai, I know that you you first of all, you, if you stand up too much longer, you're going to get a cramp because you just ate like three pounds of food. But I, I I do want to get your perspective really quick before we get to the calls. On I was saying how it's that time of year where people are starting to get dis- seduced by their team about seeing the best, the most optimistic view. The Jemai Webster view, and this isn't a company line, all right? I know who pays your bills, but still, you've been down here for a week or so, a couple weeks, whatever it is. All right. How do you view this team, Jemai? Well, I'm beginning to be seduced by the team as well, you know, words that I thought I wasn't going to be using today. And I think what seduces me, or or the, the seduction factor, if you will, is kind of the things that intrigue the club as well. Like, I'm interested to seeing how this outfield plays out. I think there's a lot of spots. There's also a lot of people. Or, excuse me, there's a few spots. There's a lot of people for those spots. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out, if Rafael is going to make this team, if Jaron Duran's going to be a left fielder, how Tyler O'Neill fits into that situation, Rob Snyder as a player who's coming off the bench and providing a spark, especially against lefties. Or I'm also interested in seeing how the rotation fills out because right now we only have three guys that are in the rotation, right? Giolito, Bayo, and Pavetta. There's two spots up for grabs. There's several different options that they have right now. And I want to see how that plays out and then how the other arms, you know, start to fall in line as it relates to some of the relievers. So you got the premier guys like Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen, um, who it's, I guess, you know, a lot still remains to be seen about what they're going to do because they've been slow, slow playing them this spring. But those are the things that, you know, get me in the mood if you will. Oh. And uh, the seduction is, is, is going 
uh, full force. Wow, this is Jemai Webster after dark. All right, all right well, last thing uh, before you go, Jemai, I, I want to, you are a master interviewer. You always get the most interesting stuff with the most interesting topics. Sometimes it's because of stuff that I tell you. Sometimes it's just because stuff that you do on your own. What is the best interview that you've done this spring? Best interview I've done this spring, it would probably have to be, I mean, we, we get a few guys on the telecast uh, during the games. we got a few more today. Um, so we've done three games. Uh, this, is not, this is not going well. I mean, no, no, this is, it, I'm just trying to think here. Uh, it probably had to be Peter Fatsy, actually, because he, he was making fun of Lou. Uh, because he tried to get in the cage at one point, thought he still may have had a little bit left in the tank to make a comeback, uh, which is probably news I'm breaking to a lot of people here. But uh, that was probably it because he made fun of Lou. So Peter Fatsy, very insightful, mass guy as well. So love talking to him. All right, go check out Jemai Webster on social media. What's your What's your ex account? At Webster on TV, formerly known as Twitter. That's right. Yeah. All right. So just go check that out, so you don't have to watch him on the broadcast. So no, just please tune in and happy birthday to the great Joe Castiglione. I know yeah. it's at seventy seventh, but uh, we certainly hope you uh, maybe simulcast, listen to him, but but also have the TV on because we could use the viewership. There's, a, there's enough to go around for everybody. Thank you, Jemai. I appreciate it. All right. Oh, look at all right. Look, the great Jemai Webster. All right. He's listen. Look, the stars just keep coming. I feel like I'm on the red carpet here at JetBlue Park. Uh, but speaking of stars, let's go back to the phone lines, or let's go to the phone lines. And and by the way, I do. Before Jemai popped on, I want to make mention that Xander Bogart's interview. I sat down with him in Arizona the other day. It was, as you know, very honest, very opinionated, very telling. All of it. Go check that out at Baseball Isn't Boring. All right, let's go to the phones. Jeff in Watertown. Jeff, always good to hear from you. How you doing, Jeff? Hey, Brad. Uh, great interview with Xander. And, oh um, yeah. Well, he's always it. easy. It's easy, Jeff. You know, it's just you get him in a rocking yeah. chair. It's over. Yeah. And I think he's going to have a good year. This is the second year. I think he's acclimated. I think he'll think have a great year. But you know, you, to your question, I'm not seduced by the team, but I do have to admit that at least the team to me has some definition. You know, I, I, I you know, the back end of the bullpen, you know, who's going to be there, and, and uh, you know, Duran leading off seems like what you know, unless they trade, you know, um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by. Uh, I like Abreu a lot, so I'm very curious. But it's not, I mean, it's not like in, in, in years past when you really feel good about the team, but at least I feel like I, I can see some things. I also like the fact that they, they're they emphasizing defense and they created that whatever defensive coordinating team or whatever they're calling it to work on defense. So, like, you know, there's something to pay attention to at least. But, but um, you know, I'm not, I can't say that I'm like, uh, like in years past where I'm really counting on every pitch and I'm just not, you know. It's just, I'll, I'll see what happens, but... It has some definition. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's interesting because yeah. we think it we think it has definition. That's the problem, Jeff. And you and I have been on the same page forever, yeah. right? We you, you have to yeah. you have to pay for certainty in some point, and that's what uh, Jordan Montgomery does. No is he a number one? Is, right, exactly. Is he a number one starter? No, he's not. But is yeah. he a guy that you know what you're going to get, and that's fine. Why you figure out if some of these other guys are going to step up? And and yeah, so far so good. Other than Vaughn Grissom injury, so far so yeah, good, that's, that's, but. Yeah, I just go ahead. that. Yeah, and he does, and he does. You know, Montgomery does push the other pitchers back, and so you know, some guys that may have been forced into starting now, but might be better middle relievers. So it, it helps that way, you know. And it, you know, so the other thing is if they if they make a big trade for for minor league players, you know, if they trade a Kenley Jensen, you know, now, or you know, or 
or even a Duran, unless Raffaella really looks like he could do it, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna be disgusted. Like I mean, it's it's, it's a house of cards. I, I have interest, you know. I'm curious about Trevor's story too. I think he could be a real key. But if they, you know, if they monkey around some more uh, and take guys off the major league roster and don't replace them, uh, you know, it's just gonna put me back to having like zero interest. So it's, yeah, well, it's a house of cards, but it, it's so what, what the feel that I'm getting from you, Jeff, is that yeah. okay? It's it's good enough to pay attention to. The, is the, the yep. hasn't the apathy hasn't totally crept in? But this is when we hit March, early March. Usually, this is how it is. That's, that's what I mean. Whenever you get the morning show to come down, and I that's what I meant yep. talking about being seduced. That's what happens. It's like okay, yep, absolutely, all right, all right. I can see yep. this. I can see that. But Jeff, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, being in Arizona, some of those camps, holy <laughs> man, or or going up to Sarasota and seeing the Orioles, holy mackerel. Right. So yeah, no, I, I can see that it's a different it's a different world. Yeah, all right, all right, Jeff, good to hear from you. I'll talk to you soon. All right, all right, the great Jeff at Watertown. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's see what we got. All right, uh, Joe Bremer, let's pull up Caven, Caven and Harwich, Harwich, Caven and Harwich, not Harwich. Hey, Caven, what's going on? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I uh, I really like the last point, and I liked your point earlier about the lingerie part of the the Red Sox and. Yep. Um, we made a lot of good signings. We got Giolito, we got, you know, we got Crone recently, and we got Hendricks, and we got a nice farm system and all that. But we're one of the top market teams, and where did Otani go? Where did, where did <laughs> you know, Bogarts is still in San Diego right now? And we got all this money, and, you know, what are we doing with it? It's not going to their Charles Schwab investment account. We're just letting all this money <laughs> sit around it. Like, the, the worst part about it is that Montgomery and Snell are still on the market. Like yeah. they're, they're the last girls at the prom dance who's nobody's asked them. You're just too scared to ask them because what you're going to waste a hundred fifty million dollars on them over four years. Like we have the farm system, pay them the money. That's what I say. I, I love first of all, I love that we've integrated lingerie and the prom, all of this in, into this conversation with the Red Sox because because the theme of the day is are you seduced by the Red Sox and and really you know the the, the Montgomery thing is so interesting. Because if you do go out and you do get Montgomery, he obviously helps the team, but there's the other part about that, which is the perception. So if you put up a poll right now and you said, how, my, how many more people are going to pay attention or feel good about this team if Jordan Montgomery, a perceived number three starter, is signed by this team, it jumps up from probably 30% to, let's say, 65% which is incredible. All they want to see is you do something, Caven, right? Just do – that's how it feels right now. And, and they can be good. Who knows? But they, all they want to see is the act of doing something. And I'm not talking about C.J. Crone. You know, so that's how I feel anyway, Caven. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. Um, Montgomery, he gets you innings. And we used to have that in previous teams when we had other guys, and obviously we've let them go. And look at this year. We won, what, 75 games, not even last year. And we let Turner go to another team in our division. We let Verdugo go to another team in our division. So not only are we not strengthening our own team, we're helping our enemies get better. We might as well just throw in the towel early if that's what we want to look at it that way. Yeah, thanks for the call, Kevin. It's, 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 
as we sit here, I can talk about, you know, the Greg Hill show coming down and being seduced by these guys and people feeling good about the, the, the defensive camps and, and how Tyler O'Neill's playing in left field or, or what Brian Bayo will do today as you listen to the Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming, all that. I can talk about all that. But the fact of the matter is, is that you have all these other teams looming. You have these teams not only in division, but in the American League, who have added, who have talent, who has, have proven commodities. And the Red Sox, yes, it can work. Sure, it can work. But let's not forget, I was out in Arizona and talking to Mike Hayes and the president uh, out there. Obviously, he used to be with the Red Sox. They went to the World Series. Great story, the Arizona Diamondbacks. But what he was obsessed over, and he should be obsessed over, was the fact that they only won like 84 games last year. So, yeah, you can play that game of maybe we'll sneak in, but with this division and with this American League, there isn't the maybe you're going to sneak in. These are good teams. You aren't going to be able to do what some of these teams in the National League do. Are doing now. Another thing that Hazen talked about was the be-all, end-all when it came to the trade deadline. For me, we are mad. We are like, well, let's go, let's do something. Come on, Craig Breslow, pay some money, go out and get Jordan Montgomery, so forth and so on. But the real test, and I've heard Lou Maloney talk about this, the real test is going to be at the trade deadline. It just is, and that is going to be so important. If you are in it, if you are in it at all. Forget about what's going on now. If you are in it at all, you want to hear what Mike Hazen said about his team, which was, my, I pledge to myself in spring training, if we are close, I am going to be an aggressive buyer. I am going to do whatever he can to get guys. And he still regrets not getting another starting pitcher. So if you are in it at all, no more Luis Urias. No more. No more of that. Go for it. That's what they want. And, and I think that that's one of the things we've talked about in the past few years. It's been a problem, but that is the thing. But the problem is, can you get to that point with that collection you have right now? Well, speaking of the collection you have right now, I do want to play you this sound from a conversation I saw Craig Breslow just about an hour and a half ago. I wanted to talk to him about something he said on the Greg Hill Show about how he perceived start, the starting pitching, the pitching on this team, and then we get to, at the end of it, how he views the Von Grissom news in terms of going out potentially and getting another second baseman. So this is what we do at Baseballs and Boring. We want to get the news, and then we want to advance it. That's what I try to do. So here you go. Here is me what, talking to Craig Breslow. Has what you've seen in person, I don't want to say surprised you, but surprised you. Yeah, no. So I mean, I, you know, I, in the in the off season, I've got access to video. I've got access to the pitch data, and everyone has access to stat lines, right? And then you come into camp, and I think Andrew, the rest of the pitching group, has done a really good job defining what the goals are, and guys are making progress towards those goals. And so, you know, you can immediately see changes in pitch shapes, changes in pitch usage, uh, you know, small delivery tweaks that have resulted in you know, upticks in velo or. You know, thinking that the repertoires might be more platoon neutral. Um, so I think there's like measure the measurables, and then there's also just like a change in the environment around here. And I think uh, enthusi enthusiasm, excitement, uh, and guys challenging each other. You, know, you see it when like somebody's throwing a pen, like a velo pen, and there's you know five, six, seven guys behind them that yeah. are cheering and yelling and trying to get the most out of uh, you know every rep. Um, and so that's why, like you know, when you think about the disconnect, sure, there are guys that bounce back and forth between the rotation and and the bullpen, and guys that had 
traditional metrics that you wouldn't get super excited about, and then you see these guys, and you're like, wait a second, like that's a that's a big league pitcher has a chance to be successful. It's amazing. That you don't even really think about that, mm-hmm. like really, like until you get here, and and. I guess the the obvious question is, do you look at sort of your staff differently now than you maybe did two months ago or a month ago when you weren't here? Yeah, I mean, I think I think everybody looks at their their staff, their players a little bit differently when they're here in person, and you can watch. The but it's a, it's a dangerous thing. It too. is a very dangerous thing to do. I think uh, you know I would point <laughs> to like pitch data stabilizes more quickly than most other data, so changes in velocity changes in pitch shapes like those things tend to be real and predictive and lasting um but yes like it can be a very very dangerous thing to start to draw conclusions based on you know watching uh watching things day to day i think the the biggest difference is just this clear understanding and alignment for every one of these guys with respect to what they need to do to be successful you, you've gotten that since you've been here a better a clearer vision of that I think I think together we've created that. yeah 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 so I think you know if you ask a player what he's working on you ask Bales what, what a player's working on you ask someone in the analytics department what a player's working on like they're all going to give you the same answer yeah and we can start to see some progress down that road okay and so um, who is is there I don't I talked to Hazen about this. I said, single out a player, right? And, you know, but it's, this is a compliment, so it's okay. Is there a pitcher in particular that all the things that we're talking about that sort of jumped out since you've been down here? Uh, yeah, this is always dangerous. It's a compliment. You're go- right, you're go- but you're going to leave out someone and you're, then you... Let's just uh, say you're, 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 you're optimistic yeah. about everybody. I'm optimistic about everybody. Uh, yeah. You know, I think... Um, you know, we we saw Whitlock and you know two 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 starts and uh, you know his ability to throw the change up more, uh, how effective it can be against lefties. He threw it to both sides of the plate. He's kept guys off balance. He generated swings and misses. Um, you know, I think we've seen an up an uptick in in house stuff um, that that we're really excited about. Uh, Slayton, the Rule Five pick, is yeah, really really hard, impressive. Yeah. And, in a handful of outings, throws hard and generates swings and misses, and swings and misses good. in the strike zone. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, a number of guys, but uh, there's still plenty of work. Slayton's an interesting one, though, because, like, like you said, you 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 trade for the guy or ostensibly pick the guy because of because of you know off the analytics and because of what you said. But then you see him here, mm-hmm. like he must be one that, like you said, oh my goodness, he throws hard just like we thought he would, but he also gets swings and misses. Maybe he, you know. Work ethic is good. All like all these things, right? Yeah. What we didn't, right? We can look at. Yeah. What didn't you know 80 about plus him? strikeouts and sixty right. some odd innings? Didn't really know about I think, the maturity and poise and presence, right? Like this is a big jump to go yeah. from you know kind of a Rule Five pick to big league spring training and you know essentially operate as though you're out of options. Yeah. Right. Um, but like the presence in the clubhouse and uh, you know the the poise on the mound, like he. Does not look like the game speeds up on him. He doesn't look like the moment gets. But you don't know. We you have no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been a really pleasant surprise. So the last thing is, uh, I have to ask you about Juan Grissom. You know the news. Um, you know the likely. Well, the opening day. The opening day is the be all and all, right? I mean, it is what it is. But does this change in terms of do you go out and look for anybody at all to strengthen that? Area or how's that? How do you feel that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that was, um, you know, 
obviously we had talked about the possibility of trying to upgrade you know, middle midfield to second base, and we felt like you know, in terms of the long-term, Vaughn is, is the guy that uh, can grab hold of that position. But I think in the shorter term, it's Pablo, Valdi, uh, you know, we have some guys that can move around the diamond, Hamilton. Um, so we feel like we're pretty well covered, which shouldn't stop us from continuing to mm. to look at ways to upgrade. But, you know, if the season starts tomorrow, we feel pretty good about it. So, but this, uh, this doesn't change. Like you said, you're always looking, but this yeah. doesn't change. No, I don't think that there's a greater sense of urgency around this, just again, given, um, you know, we were going to, regardless of how this shook out, we were going to send good players to AAA. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and now I think there's obviously potentially some more competition. We want to make sure that we get guys reps at second and we get a good look but like I said we've got right-handed options left-handed options um, you know we've got guys with more offensive profile guys who you know, yeah. are competent on, on defense and uh, some versatility with guys that can you know whether it's Hamilton or or, uh, or Pablo that can move around the infield mm. and then uh, you know we saw Valdez like he can he can swing it gives a really good at bat yeah. and um, you know give, give him a look there too. Uh, what's better than a Craig Breslow interview with a constant soundtrack in the back you like that Joe? That was I was jamming along while listening. Uh, to we should have soundtracks for everything, for every interview like that. So it, it spices things up a little bit. But uh, I do want to react to some of the things that Craig Breslow said, and, and we have one more segment coming up. And at the top of the hour, Red Sox baseball, Will Fleming, birthday boy Joe Castiglione also on the call. It's going to be fantastic. But like I said, I want to react. I want Joe to react because Joe's my co co-host today he's also the man behind the glass doing such a great job did it all great all morning with curtis and andy hart i want joe to react to what's going on and i want to ask joe if he is seduced by this red sox team do that right after this Ooh, this is this is good excellent job joe this is this is seduction music you got to listen to this. Listen to this in the backdrop of the entire Red Sox broadcast today with Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming. And then by the end of it, you'll be like, you know what? I am seduced by this Red Sox team. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Brian Bayo on the hill. Jaron Duran. Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. And Joe Castiglione in the background. Joe Castiglione, the Barry White of of uh, broadcasters. I don't even know what that means, but there you go. Uh, but if anyone wants to get you in the mood for a baseball season, or if you want to have someone get you in the mood for a baseball season, A, Baseballs and Boring Podcast, at BB isn't boring as a social account, and most importantly, or as le- equally as important, Joe Castiglione, the voice of Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming. That will get you in the mood, and it starts today. Well, if you haven't listened to it before today, it starts today. All right, Joe Braverman, behind the glass. Yes, sir. Behind the glass, Joe. What is your takeaway from Craig Breslow besides the excellent soundtrack that was playing in the hitting cages behind him? Well, I mean, to get away from the soundtrack, which was so distracting, I thought he's a very optimistic sort of guy. I'm I'm getting that impression, and... Obviously, everyone's going to when you. It's like the first day of school, first day of camp, whatever it is. You get excited, be like, "Okay, this is going to be great," and then you eventually get into it and be like, "Oh, this might not be lived up to what it is." So, I think Breslow is more of a realistic. I think he's on the realistic side of things, and I think I'm hoping that throughout the year he'll be a little bit more honest and open well, up. It's probably when you not say, be when case. you say realistic. Is that realistic about, hey, we? it's not worth allocating these resources 
to A, this team, or B, this free agent. Yeah, market. like he's not trying to like blow smoke up our you-know-what, like we heard you know months ago from Sam Kennedy and Werner or whoever that may be. Like He's giving sort of an honest take of like, this is really where the team is at, and these are the steps that we're going to take. So he's you know not getting everyone's hopes up with these false fantasies or anything like All that. All right, so price comes down. There's one of these Boris deals. Three years, two opt-outs, Jordan Montgomery, here he is. Uh, do you think that the Red Sox end up with Jordan Montgomery, A, and B, do you think that they should? I mean, if, if let's be honest. I mean, if this, gonna, this is going to prevent you from doing something else that maybe you want to do later, is it that important right now with what you have for this team? Joe Braverman, I want to know, I want to get your opinion. A, do you think that a deal gets done with Jordan Montgomery? B, should you should you stress out about it like everyone's stressing out about it? I mean, it? as far as all these Boris's deals have been coming, I feel like it is bound to happen. So I do expect it to happen. It's not a needle. No, I'm moving. talking about with the Red Sox. I mean, I I I think they will get it done. I think Mon- I, I think Montgomery will sign. It's not going to be like a needle mover or anything like that when it comes to oh, if you bring in Montgomery, that's going to give you, you know, ten more wins. I, I don't expect that at all. But I feel like all roads are leading to these two coming together, and the price is just going to keep going down and down and down. Considering what Scott Boris and the rest of his clients. Well, have the been pro- going the for. problem for Montgomery is that is the teams. And this is why I think that you look at it with Bellinger and with Chapman. It's not like you have this massive amount of competitors. This isn't the Yamamoto sweepstakes. This is, and this is, this is, all right, the Red Sox, the Rangers have their broadcast financial issues, whatever they are, but they certainly weren't going to allocate whatever they need to allocate to get Montgomery the asking price that they were, they were giving him before. The Angels, maybe, maybe. And then you have you also have another guy in Snell. I don't think the Yankees are in the Montgomery sweepstakes or whatever you want to call it because they know Jordan Montgomery. They they've seen they've seen the the other side of Jordan Montgomery. So to sell that you're going to allocate whatever resources to a starting pitcher it is going to be Blake Snell. It is not going to be Jordan Montgomery for the New York Yankees. But still, I mean, I, I, that's what I come back to, Joe. Like, what are the competitors here for this guy? Exactly. It's basically like if they don't get him, it's their own fault because they're so – like, basically, if they don't sign Jordan Montgomery, it's because, again, they're trying to save money and not spend like crazy. It's like we're just trying to figure out how low is that bar that they're setting for themselves. All right. Well, we solved a lot of the world's problems today, Joe. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, including- not world hunger, not world hunger, not world peace, but we solved a lot. Well, a lot. I, I didn't say the most important ones, but we solved a lot of the world's problems. <laughs> I, I do want to ask you this: Are you a whiskey drinker? Uh, not really. I'm not a big no? whiskey person. All right. So, uh, as I said before, this isn't. This is just a reality of my trip to Arizona. Uh, I stayed at my co-author's house. That's Joe Kelly. And so he had uh, Yamamoto and Otani over for dinner. And Yamamoto gave them this, this I, I, I would go to at Bradford and tell me if this is good, this whiskey. The Yama, Yamazaki single malt Japanese whiskey aged 12 years. I got to imagine if it's aged 12 years for whiskey, that's probably pretty good. And I got to imagine if Yamamoto's giving it to you, it's probably pretty good. So you were going to solve that problem, but you didn't, Joe. Sorry. I, I can only do so much from 
our bright I studios. I, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I'm pushing the limits. When I ask you to get, break down the whiskey distribution, I apologize. But, Joe, you did a great job. You did a great job all day long. I appreciate you, and it's always fun talking with you. It's always fun talking baseball with everybody here. This is the, the Baseball Isn't Boring show on the radio, but a reminder, go subscribe to at BB isn't boring at BB isn't boring the baseball isn't boring podcast we got a ton of them coming up we have one dropping on Monday Blake Trinan Joe Kelly Pitching Ninja all sitting down to talk about Yamamoto Yamamoto to Yamamoto podcast but we also had Xander Bogarts early in the week and a bunch of other ones go subscribe but most importantly happy birthday Joe Castiglione your birthday present to him. Go listen to him. Joe Castiglione, Will Fleming, Red Sox broadcast, Red Sox Nationals coming up your way. See you soon. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.